There were fights afar abroad, some in Vegas, refs doing more fear and loathing, traveling, slogging a lot of miles, which means it's uh, time for some verbal tap. Show that proves fighting easier from outside the cage, not always easier to get to, pending traffic to Vegas that weekend. With me to vouch for that, of course, Rafa Sparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? Well, it was, uh, about, what was, it? It was about 800 miles before the... I don't even know why anymore. That's how much time has passed, Kevin, since I've seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. But yes, no, it was a good time. It was good to be out that way. I got to see some good friends. I got to hang out with our good friends, Marshall Carper and our not-so-friend, Paul Moran. Hey. They were good. That's good. You you all did some jujitsu? So we did. And here's the interesting thing. And I want to be very clear about how this went down. <clears throat> so we do the class, Sergio Pena, who, by the way, is doing uh, the coaching for the grappling on this season of The Ultimate Fighter uh, with Bobby Knuckles' <sighs> team. So that's pretty dope. So we took the class, and at the very end, Marshall started with a prompt to both me and to one, uh, Paul Moran, and said, like, hey, guys, do me a solid. Why don't you show me what your game looks like or just things that you guys are really into doing right now. So Paul goes on a very seasoned black belt and shows us like, Hey, I really like doing this and I really love doing this and shows move after move after move after move. Marshall then, you know, kind of tells me, Hey, this is kind of what I'm working on. I do this and I do this and this is really what I'm into. And he looks at me and he goes, Raph, what do you like to do? And I go, um, I like, you know, um, been working on like side control escapes, really, guys. That's where it's at. You guys do that much? No? Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, no, it's dope. Do you? Do what you guys like doing. And so I have never felt more overwhelmingly underqualified to be at a job. It's kind of like when you apply for a job and you go, oh, I don't have these credentials. <laughs> Uh, I do, and those they also teach. Yeah, both of them, very solid teachers. And then when they come around to me, they're just like, "Hey, idiot kid, what are you working on?" I was like, "Well, it's a good thing I'm the funny one, so and the good-looking one, because I mean, look at the two of them." So anyway, <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun because we all geeked out on different techniques, and then uh, we went for a lovely dinner out that way. So we were able to spend some time together. And where'd you I go just, to dinner? Hold on, where'd you go to dinner? Okay, you're again, just please bear with me that <clears throat> I'm probably saying the name of this place wrong, okay? Okay. But it's at the Encore Hotel and Casino, and it's a restaurant called Wizu Wizu or Wazu Wazu. I don't really know. It sounds like something Fozzie Bear says after a joke bombs, but it was delicious. So okay. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I had some beautiful <laughs> Mongolian beef, and I might have eaten most of what Karis, I think, was trying to eat. Damn. Because at, at a certain point, Karis just goes, I'm not going to finish this. And I was like, you know I will. So This sounds fantastic. Ate like a champ. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it was fun, dude. But but I can say this. Beef. I was able to go, and I want to make sure I give a big shout out. Sergio Pena was there, got some training in. And then I went to go train over at 10th Planet, uh, the main one. The one that started it all, Henderson, while out in Vegas. And I ran into our friend, one Zach Meslany. Kevin, I don't know if you saw that video. I did see a little bit of this. He wanted a shot at the title. He did. And he did it in such a rude way. And really, it's indicative of how I believe most East Coasters are when they try to say hello, but it actually comes out in asshole. It's all the grease of the food. Yeah, it really is. And he got in my face and, you know, I had to show him what was what. And, you know, I mean, it speaks for itself. So go see the video. It's on our Instagram and all of our major social media. So apparently there's something that's happening at EBI. I don't really know. I doubt he'll show up for that. But he was in route. He was in town. He was teaching the class that day. It wasn't a great class. I've seen better, if I'm being honest. Probably JM teaches better. But. He was uh, on his way out this way to go do what, Kev? Where, why do you think he would come out to the West Coast? Uh, to catch one of the live UCB shows? 
Oh, wish so. Instead, he's going where the true arts are, which is the High Rollers BJJ tournament. Oh, now, that's Kev- right. That's going on. People are that fighting. That is going on right now. People are having jujitsus, matches, while in between the breaks that they have to tie their belts. I think this one's actually no gi. They are smoking the Marajuans, Kev. Now, oh, what are your feelings on this? My feelings are... I should be also smoking the marijuana just to make sure I understand what they're going through. No, that's fascinating. And it's, uh, I guess it's just novelty because to get people to watch something in jujitsu wise is kind of fun. So the more people sure. do it and adding some weed element, cause people are like, I like weed. I like jujitsu, you know, specific, but it works. Get a food truck out in front of that place. So, yeah, no, that was an interesting thing to see him. I was like, oh, yeah, of course you're going for the weed thing. Anyway, my thanks to everybody over at 10th Planet uh, Henderson. Thank you guys so much for having me. I told him, I was like, you know, I really wasn't going to come. And then I thought I would come and say hello to Zach. And then he was just very rude to me. So I'm not going to get into that. Uh, But, yes, of course, he's going to go to the pot smoking tournament. Let's turn our attention (laughs) to what else was happening this week. I actually made it back in time. For a set of fights, we had a couple buddies uh, fighting on. It was the Fighters Rep MMA. It was numero four. That was in LA? And, uh, I thought that's part of the Vegas. Oh, interesting. You did it first. No, no, no. Back for yeah, fights. So got back for fights. Um, and it was nice, Kev. You know, it's at the Sportsman Lodge. It's right around the corner for me. That's the hard part is when I find out that they're essentially five, ten minutes away, I go, I guess I really should go. And uh, ran into our friends from the MMA complex, and uh, Adam Woods was there. He was doing essentially my job, just worse. And <laughs> it was fun, man. It was like really cool to see everybody there. They had a media table for us, which means, I mean, that's how you know they respect and love us, Kevin, is they actually had a table for us where you could see. Now, here's my one little mini complaint, okay? It's not a big one, okay? Just the fact that they have... Uh, an actual media table because not always do they have one but at this particular juncture they did one little complaint so we're right near where there's a railing that prevents people from going to where the cage is right mm-hmm. so there's for seats safety. around that railing uh, on both sides so in front of it for your vip section and then behind it they have the regular kind of uh upper modulated price seats all that good stuff i saw jake shields there i see a number of fighters just coming in and out it's a great great element however towards the end of the night we had some people who were standing right in front of us as we have this beautiful diagonal vision straight into the octagon and then would just stand in front of you now i've mentioned this in the past where they kind of stand in front of you and you do the nice thing where you go But that subtlety seemed to be far gone on some of the folks who were very excited to see their friends fighting. Uh, other than that, it was great. There was one the guy picture. who walked out. You, you, this isn't a UFC-style production where the cage is that much higher, so view is a little harder. Yeah, view is a little weird. The elevatedness helps. But, I mean, I know everybody's always trying to get the best view possible, especially when you know it's not like the UFC in the sense that you know, you've known these people for years. For some of these guys, it was their very first fight. So I, I understand that. Um, I've seen MMA fights where people showed up like 150 deep for one fighter and then that fighter lost and then they're like, all right, peace. And then like half the crowd just left. Like I've seen it all. So that was fun to, to kind of experience and, and enjoy um, some notable folks. Okay, first of all, big well, shout out to our Jake friend. Shields, so that's already Yeah, Jake dropping. Shields was there, so that was good to see. You know it was funny because I felt like going up to him is and being like at every fight is Jake Shields just in every fight. He you know, uh it's kinda weird because I had the fights on my phone for the UFC as well. So there were some exciting things. Like when the knee bar hit, I kinda wanted to go up to Jake and be like, Do you see this? But then I thought it just kinda rude. Because he was just in his own zone. Uh, but of course, and I kid you not, Kev, the fighter that Jake Shields was there for yesterday 100% walked out to Space Jam. The theme song from Space Jam. Perfect. By Quad City DJ. Well, he only trains with smart people. Well, but, oh, shit, he trains with Dan Hurd Squad. MMA-wise, only yes. trains with smart people. 
And the nice part about it was uh, this dude definitely wore a space suit. So <laughs> well, you gotta I, go. At that point, you just gotta be all in. I just was. I was both in awe, and then I said, "This is maybe the best walkout I've seen at anything from the Sportsman's Lodge ever." And uh, one of our friends, Wes Levine, sends me a note that just goes, "I've walked out to Pokemon. What are you talking about?" I was like, "Yeah, but that's kind of lame, dude." So. Womp womp. You want to impress us? Bring us back something that <laughs> reminds us Bill Murray is still funny, <laughs> which I believe is such a great way to transition into our friends, our best friends. Mm. First, I finished a painful jog yesterday, because <laughs> running is never not painful. <laughs> it's just always painful. What, you know what jog isn't painful, though? You know, I can't think of one, but you know what makes it a little less painful? Something mm. scientifically proven. A nutritional beverage that mixes super simply, super easily for sustained energy, enhanced performance, and that focus edge that I wish I had had closer to high school time. This is such a good product i love proven nutrition go to provennutrition.com put in rap put in kevin you get a little discount kick make sure you're making sure you take care of your body especially as winter hits winter is coming people it's the scariest time we have to stay healthy provennutrition.com rap mm. going to vegas you're training Mm-hmm. And you're perfectly secure because you bring with you the greatest of the protections possible, NorthSouthJujitsu.com. How'd you know I did that? I, you and I have these instincts. We're just we both play safe, and mm. in jujitsu, playing safe means north south. They're the only people that keep you covered. Big hipped, <laughs> tiny hipped, no hipped. It clings. It a ones through fives you, and, and damn, it looks good. And plus, that's who, how I knew. You were training at all these gyms. You know, you got to try and stay ready and try and stay looking good when they're pulling on the pants for the gi sessions. But most Vegas all no gi. Who knows? NorthSouthJujitsu.com. You can stay as protected as Raph does on the road. Oh, thanks, Kev. From the dust. Yes, 100% from the Vegas dust. Uh let me let me say a quick couple of things real quick. I want to close up this fighters rep stuff. Yeah. Um, let me say this: Chad George looks like a goddamn movie star. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the coaches that's just always out there, and like he's just he's at more events than I am, and that's impressive. Technically, uh, he's a movie star. Fight Land. I mean, doc, doc, yeah. okay, okay. I liked it. No, I know, I know. That's fine. Uh, El Figal won, so that dude was good. Um, Jacob Smooth Rickmore had a series of really solid exchanges. I believe, uh, there was a, like one of my favorite things that's hard to separate sometimes being a good jujitsu fan and a good MMA fan as a whole. So when I see great jujitsu exchanges and then I see somebody starting to punch, I go, ah, I mean, Ah, the jiu-jitsu was really good there. God damn it, guys. Don't ruin it by that. Um, we also had a couple other folks. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but my buddy uh, Caleb Tempest, who had an amazing fight. Uh, he had this thing where he was winning two out of the three rounds. And he's winning two out of the three rounds. And then the guy with about 30 seconds left is working on his back. Now, Kev... I do that math, and especially because I know the kid. I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I hope he makes it. I hope he gets out of this. I hope he's able to do it. And then I started trying to figure it out, and I go, how long does it take to go out from a choke? Ah, he's fine. <laughs> Wins the decision. Does not get taken out. Oh, nice. That is good. Yeah. 30 seconds. I, if you're really trying, I think you could do it in like 10, 15 seconds. I mean, that's the whole thing is I really had to do These guys are trade. the math. They're trade. Well, and, and to his credit, he got his shoulders to the mat. He was making sure he wasn't quite going to be choked out. But when Homeboy was trying like a modified rear naked choke, you're just kind of looking at him and going, oh, let's not. And so uh, he was in uh, a great mood. And we have a great story that we tell in just a second about him when you guys listen to the rest of the show. I mean, some really good stuff. Uh, Johnny Robles, who won via a rear naked choke as well. Um, David Rivera and him uh, and Caleb had a great fight as well. 
And, you know, there's a fighter, I don't know his name, but he's from Alliance. And he had kicks that sounded very loud, Kevin. That's the worst. It's loud yeah. sounding loud sounding punches are part of the game and you know, yeah. they they're matted. The kick is just the flesh and bone on flesh. Yeah. It's rough. And it's that one where you do think like, Oh, it's probably worse than it sounds. Like, it sounds bad, but I think the damage taken is even worse. I also want to give a shout-out to Daniel Arapanjan. I'm messing that up. Arpajan or Apanyan, whatever. I don't know how to say his name. But this dude, so uh, it was a cruiserweight match, not just for the fighter's rep title, but for the California cruiserweight title. Um, It was interesting to see these two gentlemen, who are big boys, literally just swinging for the fences for about seven and a half minutes Those or so. Are the most fun. It was a lot to take in. So we want to give them a shout out. And I mean, I want to say this. I want to make it very clear that Fighters Rep was very good to press row. They treated us superb. They said complimentary things. It is very nice when we get people who treat us. Uh, you know, I'm not asking for five-star service, but I mean... Holy shit, when you're just civil to us, that's a nice thing. A so, table? I mean... Like I said, a table, dude. They didn't give you just a condescending security guard. They gave you riddles <laughs> about not getting in. This is nice. Oh, this is MMA journalists. Nice. We've we've had so many fight coverages though in the past, Kev. You just you almost start to forget the greatest hits of assholes that you've encountered. But they were great and they put on a solid night of fights. I look forward to seeing them back. I hope they come back to the Sportsman's Lodge because I've heard they go other places and that sounds far. But if you guys come around here, I will one hundred percent see you guys again. And uh Kev, you know what the weird part is? I know we're gonna get into talking over under Kevin, but I wanted to bring up this. We have this thing where we do over under Kevin and we release it a few days later. And then, of course, a card's going to fall apart. Now, guys, we do the best that we can to try and be as current as possible. But it's not our fault the co main event got bumped off. That happened at the last minute. I'm talking Wayne's before they could even go on the scale. We've got a championship fight off the table. So. I thought the interesting thing that we all saw from our perspective was, I don't know if you thought this, but it kind of seemed like the Conor McGregor video, vignette video for him and Khabib became the new co-main event. So performance of the night, the performance of the night. Indeed. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't we tell you guys for a fight? That's not happening. (laughs) The most Archer like thing Kevin's done in a while. So anyway, why don't we go ahead and tell you guys about the rest of the fights that comprised UFC 228, colon, not the Conor McGregor and Khabib show. Which is not it. Which is definitely not. (laughs) All right. UFC 228 happened. You saw some things, maybe not the entire card. Kev, you have a story that you would like to share before we bring on our guest. What was that story in regards to efforts about this pay-per-view? You said it happened. I'm not sure it did. I'm not sure the people of downtown Denver believe that it did, and I'm going to tell you why. I go to Blake Street Tavern, where they have so many TVs, Ref, it's difficult to count them all. I wouldn't even attempt to. Two-story... Massive sports bar, walking down the steps, I'm like, I don't see it. I don't think they're carrying the UFC fight. I didn't see the waitress walking up the steps next to me. He's like, we don't. That fight sucked. I was like, all right. Well, how? Well, hold on. And I just felt a lot of mixed emotions. I had a knee-jerk reaction to defend the UFC. Then I was like, hey, well, she is right. Damn it. Don't have it. <laughs> next bar, we get on the tough streets of downtown Denver tough because of the bar bikes and brosifs and breakdowns of a lot of people are getting married and those bridal parties really can take turns. Look next bar, the tavern sure to have it. Three story location does not raft. This time we cannot give up our seats. 
We have a fantastic balcony view on like the downtown rooftop bar. Coors Field lets out, threw in the white flag of surrender, did not see it. Thus, 2018, it did not happen. Uh, okay, that's. I don't think that's enough evidence, but I will say this. The fact that you went to a second location to try and find the fights, I do have some sympathy for you. However, this story has nothing to do with our guest, who's the returning co-host of Real Heel Section, our spinoff sister show for pro wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mike Stallings. Mike, Ooh. what make don't don't boo the guest. Well, I thought we were wrestling it up. I was trying to like I was I, I, I was yes ending it, but I did want to fucking boo him. But we also haven't established if he's a heel or a face, so it's kinda hard to really figure that out. I don't understand your theory. Like so if you don't UFC in a bar, it doesn't happen. Like if a tree falls in the woods kind of deal. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for justifying so you do understand it. Then. Well, I mean, if now it's two people that understand it, rap. It's a fact. It's 2018 fact. Two people agree. Too many mm. roasts. I get that for sure. And now, Lodo, Mike, you <laughs> had some pinpoint accuracy. That is where I was, by the way. When you were looking around on, uh, you know, some recaps and and some footage, but you sent me a photo of some very enthusiastic fans. What were those fans doing? They were marking out for sure, but it wasn't because they were react. I think they were looking for the fan reaction shot, but it just so happened that their apparel just hit the spot just magnificently. They were wearing uh, the guy in the middle had the JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience shirt, like a big mark. Yeah, and the guy next to him was was thinking about Kevin and where he was wearing his Young Buck shirt, all in reference to a. It's full circle to come back to last episode. I didn't see the third shirt. Did you notice what that was, Graf? <laughs> it looked like some random martial arts thing. I actually I tried not to look too far into it because once I saw, you know, a Joe Rogan shirt and uh, a Young Buck shirt <laughs> or a Bullet Club shirt, I just go, we're good here. We don't need to know what the third shirt is. They kept showing them, though. And I was thinking, I'm like, are they doing it because of the, the Joe Rogan? Or is it just the camera's just there? Probably. That's a I part mean, of his new contract. You have to hit <laughs> everyone wearing a shirt in the first four rows. It normally it doesn't a, come up. It was a plant, for sure. Yeah, so things were odd yesterday. I was watching the fights while covering uh, Fighters Rep, and... It's kind of odd to watch MMA while MMA is happening in front of you. So you have MMA on your iPad, and then in front of you, there are people fighting in the cage. <clears throat> and I kid you not, some of the people who are fighting in the cage are kind of looking at me. And it's a mix, because some of the fighters look at you like, really, dude? You're really going to watch the UFC? I'm like, listen, first of all, the underground don't stop for hoes. Second of all... <laughs> This is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to come on here and talk about it. And the second reaction you get is sometimes they're fighting in the cage and they'll look at you like, hey, man, who's winning right now? How's Kowalowitz doing? Is she all right? Is she good? And it's like, well, mm, I don't want to break it for you guys. Uh, Kev, can I tell you the one sad thing that I had to reveal to somebody? Yeah. So there was a kid last name. His name is Caleb Tempas. And I have an interview with him. And I think you guys will enjoy it. But... He wins his fight, which, by the way, he didn't have six days out. Now, I don't know how to be an MMA fighter to begin with, but if they told you, Mike, hey, guess what? You might be on this card. And you're like, dope, I'm an MMA fighter. I'm looking forward to that. Who am I going to fight? And they go, we don't know. Maybe you might not have a fight. How would you feel six days out? How am I supposed to get ready for anything? What are you talking? I don't even know where I'm at at this point. What are you even saying? That's exactly the way that it had for Caleb. So Caleb and I do like a WWE BJJ video, and we tag fighters rep in there. And I told him, I was like, I don't know if this is going to help you. I don't know, whatever. They send us a very nice note, and they said, yo, this video is so funny. Thank you guys for doing this. Lo and behold, and I don't want to say it's all us, but he definitely had a title fight that he won, Kevin. Ooh. And... When he won and he did a post-fight interview with me because he was in a great mood. And this was the litmus test on, you know, sometimes you do interviews after they fight, sometimes not. This is how I knew I was going to do it with him. In his post-fight interview, Kev, do you know what he said? What did he? Uh, hold on. Mm. Please tell me he talked about Selena. 
Uh, no, though, Salida, when I got back home at my dad's house uh, from Vegas, who was looking after my puppy, I definitely took a moment. And he's like, you didn't leave? And I was like, Selena's on. I can't leave. So anyway, no, what he said was he finishes his fight and he's a super nice guy. But he just goes, hey, uh, so I want to say thank you guys to everybody. And uh, hey, yo, Sportsman Lodge. Like, let's kick it. And I go, yeah, he's in a good mood. I'm going to interview him right after this is fucking done. <laughs> but when the interview ends and I look at him and I go, hey, man, it was kind of funny because I was watching the fights and I was watching you and you definitely finished the fight right at the same time Tyrone Woodley finished uh, with the Darce. And the guy looks at me and goes, oh, I was going for Till. And I go, ooh, yeah, not so good for him. Anyway, you did great tonight. So not only did I ruin the result for him, but it was a result he didn't want. You shit on his friend. <laughs> and as to the people questioning your work ethic, you know who else used to mix jobs? McNulty from The Wire. <laughs> he took his kids on a crime-fighting mission. That's dedication. So, Raph on an iPad. I'm just saying. Did you, go, but did you go kick it, though? Uh, you know what? He very nicely offered several times. To go uh, somewhere else, one might kick say. It. And I said, yo, um, you know, when he asked if I could kick it, I said, yes, you can. But this guy, this guy's going to kick it home because I'm tired as fuck. So he went on over. And you know what's great, though? He actually put on his uh, his Instagram stories. This is how you know what kind of great night he, this kid was having. He goes out to the yard house. And on his Instagram stories at 2 a.m., which only good stories can come at 2 a.m., there was a drunk woman walking out of the yard house that just goes, you and all the gays, Trump's going to fix it. You guys, you're just, you wait. He's getting rid of all you guys. And I go, man, what a night this guy has had. <laughs> anyway. I thought you were about to tell me he Instagrammed his onion ring tower or some shit. I, dude, I would have been just fine with that. But right. instead, sounds good you, too. Get a, you get a MAGA as well. Anyway, kids, here's the thing. UFC 228 happened. Mike, if you were to pay for this pay-per-view, it normally runs $55 for regular definition, 65 for the HD. But let's say you were going to pay based on how much you actually liked it. How much would you have paid for this card? Uh, I would have paid from what I saw at the – from okay, from just the card advertised or after seeing the, the fact that what would I have paid for it? After the fact. So now that you've seen what you've seen, how much would you have paid for it? I would I wouldn't pay more than thirty dollars. Okay, that's that's a that's a good going rate, Kevin. Fifteen ninety nine. That's mean. I'm say some asshole thing like twenty six seventy five. Sixteen dollars <laughs> one cent. I like that Mike's basically doing a prices right last vacation. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! <laughs> one dollar. So the issue that we have here is. I thought to myself, I would pay about $25 regular definition for this one because you had a co-main event that just dropped out of nowhere at the very end. Now, Kev, did you see any of the headlines that were regarding this? Uh, that it was – so there was some mix. Shevchenko mm -hmm. is accusing – and I've got a – oh, this will take me. Talking about Nico Montano. Thank you. Accuses her. She pulls out for complications due to weight. Goes to the hospital. Shevchenko's like, I don't know if that's it. I think she's scared. Obviously, it has to do with weight. But Shevchenko's zero for two in this category. She's yeah. struggling to get a break. Uh, here's the good news, though. Dana White announced that Montano was stripped of the title. So, oopy doopy, and Shevchenko will fight for the vacant belt as soon as she's able. Quote end quote. That's exciting. <laughs> Thanks. And there were a lot of people who were looking forward to that fight. So instead, you had the mystery of uh, would Darren Till make weight? And he did. So to his credit, he did. Now, here's where things get weird. In the middle of press row week, we can't really predict these things. But Darren Till goes in front of the media and they he's like, if any of you guys ask about my weight, I'll fucking slap you in your fucking face. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're not, dude. You know what you're going to do? You're going to do your one job and show up on weight. <laughs> and then when he did show up on weight, he's going to flip off all the haters who just simply remembered he got a title shot 
from not making weight in the previous fight. So don't tell us that it's our fucking fault. You did it. He missed weight again, right? No, he he was on weight. He actually he was one pound under as to really stick it to those people. Uh, just to show them, look, you idiots, I can make my weight and do my one job. Who said it couldn't be done? For so. shame. Yes. So what did you find interesting about that fight? Let's start right at the top, Mike, because you watched uh, a little bit of the highlights. What did you enjoy about that fight? Uh, the, I watched the whole Woodley fight. Are you talking about the Woodley fight? Yes, we're talking about the Woodley fight. Fascinating how much Darren Till did not do in the first round. It was, it was, I think that when they saw the counter of punches land, it was like 47 to two. Yeah. He just kind of just stood there and was just filling him out for a cool round. I didn't know if it was like the game plan or if he was scared, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of nothing for the first round. He didn't pick up to the second round. Now, let me go ahead and fill in some blanks here. Kev, imagine this. You know when you're rolling and you've got like you've got a pretty good half guard, right? Uh, once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like go with me. Big so, angry knees, yeah. Yeah. You've got a good half guard. Now imagine uh if someone were to say, Okay, now the person on the top side who's trying to pass your half can viciously elbow you and punch you a whole bunch. Would you say that your half guard becomes a little less than stellar I as time call, goes on? I would call it significantly less, help, less okay. stellar, yeah. <laughs> now, imagine that happens in the second round again, and those elbows start to take their toll, and then you might say, like, oh, is that a Darce that's coming to me? Who the fuck thought a Darce was going to finish me? Let alone, oh, my sleep. Nah, Sounds great. I got to tell you, if I had to choose, i choose Darce. All day. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be the new hot move to be taught in the gym as of today? <sighs> you would think so, Mike. <laughs> How dare you? Now, you would think so, Mike, but here's an issue. Okay, so this is something I also wanted to address. There's a lot of individuals who, when they saw uh, Tyrone win, were very angry that in a title fight, somebody lost via a Darce. Now... I know that there's a little bit of added pressure to this, at least from the fan perspective, because Kev, guess who got their black belt after their Dars? I did oh. see that picture, which is cool. Uh, you know, whatever. So if you're thinking about giving it to him, and I'm sure he's a beast in jujitsu, just because that what a great time. Now I got some notes that said, wait, he got his jujitsu black belt for not being able to pass guard. And then basically accomplishing his mission by striking and using elbows and then being able to get a shitty Darce at the very end that somebody clearly didn't know how to defend. And I just want to say this. I've never been in one of Woodley's Darces. I would like to think I know how to get out of them. I have Eric trying to do it to me all the time. It's annoying. However, I mean... It's still a viable move. If somebody's still trying to put you out and has really good wrestler pressure to it, I don't know that you necessarily can sit at home and go, I don't think so. I would have got you. I basically would have lifted him off me because that's it, what we have right now. It kind of feels like they were doing black belt bingo. And the last thing he needed was a dart. <laughs> and that's why he, and that's why he got like he filled in his card with that. And that's why they threw the belt at him like that. They're like, yep. I don't think I've ever had a a better visual of a coach behind a cage than with a bingo card going, oh, he's going to do it. Yes. Oh, he's going to get a bingo. Anyway. So, yeah, no, I mean, Kev, it was a great fight for Woodley. It made a statement. Now, here's the thing that I think is really respectable about the whole aspect of this. What I thought was respectable was immediately after the fight was done, you saw a video of uh, Till being greeted by Woodley's mom and there was a big hug exchanged and it was very cute. And then Woodley came over to tell Till, essentially, uh, hey man, we all have losses. I was invincible until I got my first loss and now I'm a champion. So it's going to happen for you. You just got to keep keep at it kind of a thing. And it was a really nice nod to decency and normalcy, Kev. That sounds lovely. And that's the nice part about MMA. After the fight, you tend to see not much animosity. It's, you know, that's the beauty of you settle it. 
right? In basketball, it's like I you can still Tristan and Thompson and DeAndre yourself in. In fighting, it's pretty well settled most of the damn time. Well, we're also starting on a new cycle, so I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case because now we've got Colby Covington in the wings who's now saying his nonsense and uh, basically said that Till choked. And uh, Woodley in his post-presser goes, yeah, I'm not going to respect that guy. I respect him, but I'm not going to respect this guy. So that was fun to watch. Now, on the opposite side of things, Mike, you partake in the the weed aspects of life, correct? Yeah, now. Okay, well, you can just say yes. A yes would suffice. Mm-hmm. But did you happen to see what the godfather of weed responded in terms of the Woodley and Till fight? Who's the godfather of weed? Snoop D-O-double-G? Yes. So did you happen to see what he did? I did I did not. I forget okay. that he does uh, extra consultant work. <laughs> well, in the loosest of terms, yes, he does do some consultant work. Mostly he just watches and then kind of gets the moves wrong. He, and so cultivates, I guess. Consultant work. <laughs> So, Kev, did you happen to see what Snoop did? No, I, I didn't even know Snoop was a part of this, but I'm really <laughs> excited right now. Snoop's so, always a part of this. We we just established <laughs> the fact that Woodley was fighting, and there are a lot of people who maybe discount him or don't enjoy him. Snoop seems to really like him, well, and Snoop was cheering him on. Now, the problem is Snoop was so excited for Woodley and Covington, he thought Darren Till was Colby Covington. Ah, damn it. I Don't you so, hate when that happens? I mean, I it see it happens. a little bit. They all, they, they all look the same. Well, that's what we're going towards, and that's when Snoop does this. And here's the issue <laughs> that I have here. Because uh, he confuses the fact that Colby Covington loves Donald Trump. And he's basically saying, like, oh, fuck you. Oh, fuck it. Get him, Woodley. Get him. Mm, yeah, he going to get in that. Yeah, he's getting in that. Oh, shit. Take that, Donald Trump. And adding that whole sort of added pressure to the whole thing. So I'm sorry. Time he he's commentating? Well, commentating is a very loose word and description for what Snoop does. Okay. <clears throat> I think what they do is they just kind of lay down a beat that he hears in his headphones because it's rhythmically beautiful. It's definitely like him being like, oh, yeah, Snoop D-O-double-G. And you go, oh, he's narrating. La, 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 la. It's motherfucking UFO-C. Now, here's what I want to make sure that you understand, Mike. Snoop was given the opportunity to do some commentary with Uriah Faber. For one reason or another, they didn't elect to bring him back. And a lot of fighters were angry because they said Snoop didn't do the actual homework of learning the fights for his alternative stream. So he's kind of getting some bad press off of that. Here's my argument. So after the fight was done, uh, Darren Till put up a very congratulatory message to one Tyrone Woodley. And then immediately followed it by saying, fuck you, Snoop Dogg. So I understand that, and I get it. It makes sense. But here's what I'm going to say. What Snoop did is racist. That's, I think, okay? However, however, um, if we're really picking sides here, like, I love you, Darren Till. You're fun to watch. I know you say you're going to slap journalists, but you've never really written a song like Dre Day. Also, doggy style. And... Cease argument. So I understand Snoop did something dumb, and I don't even know if he needs to apologize because you get all of a sudden on that side there until he says he's going to slap a journalist. Kev, it's a very weird place that we're in this week. Seems like a guy, I'm talking about Snoop Dogg here in this one, Rev. Seems like a guy who just moves on. It's like, did you, do you regret the commentary you did? It's like, what? No? Yo, what I just like, about? <clears throat> I'm not a real big believer in, if you make a joke, you have to apologize it, uh, for it necessarily. But he didn't even get the realm of the joke right. He wasn't even on the dartboard Super funny, for the, the right that person. Like... <laughs> that part of it so Snoop. He was roasting Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, though, and you guys can tell me this. Have you ever been so high that you just forgot and mistook somebody 
like, is that something that normally happens? No. Okay. Kev? I can't say it. I can't say as such. Okay. Well, I just, I thought it would be a fair question in in the, the, the opportunity of being fair for everybody involved. So anyway. Two that's thumbs what- down. I enjoy this. Well, I guess I, it's just to completely co- confuse them. I mean, that's a different type of high, I guess. Let's, uh. Good for Snoop. Sometimes you got sometimes you got to drop acid before you get on TV. Yeah, shit's on Jimmy Kimmel. This is all his fault. He let Snoop Dogg do that fucking Earth plant, like him watching what was it, Animal Planet or some shit. So mm-hmm. the UFC was like, "Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that'll get him." I, that I is think all the UFC needed. Also, is <laughs> it? Well, I think once we got the WME merger and you started seeing an assortment of talent. And they just go like, well, Snoop, we can give you some tickets, but what are you going to do for us? And then Snoop just immaculately does like a real quick like cipher. And people are like, yeah, I'm not into that. I don't know what that is, but I love all of your rap songs. You want to be on the microphone? Because you do that. And he's just like, yo, yeah. Like, that's what, if, what if Woodley was a blood? Would it have been a lot different? Like how, what side do you pick at that point? The white boy or the other gang? Gang, gang. I mean, listen, I've been in nine gangs in my entire life. It's a very difficult thing to figure out which gang you're going to affiliate with. It's just sometimes they have better benefits with other people. You have to file. I, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, you, Kev. You, you mispronounced mm-hmm. grades. Nine gangs. Yeah, I was at nine gangs, dude. <laughs> it's L.A. got to survive. Yeah, Doc, you did not live in L.A. for that long, Mike. You lived in Santa Barbara, which is the fucking easygoing slutty sister of Los Angeles. So chill the fuck out. There's East Siders and West Siders, all right? All right. right. So now what I want to do is I want to get you guys educated on the women's straw weight that ended up uh, becoming the new co-main event. So props to the ladies. And Kev, when I say that Jessica Andrade basically made a statement it was a vicious knockout. Jeez. I saw some highlights. She brought okay. the fists. Fists of noise. It was kind of one of those things where there was a dead moment at the MMA fights where I was watching live. And then I yelled out, oh, and it was because Jessica had finished the fight. And everybody heard me. And I go, you need to see this. Everybody needs to see This was good. That was a good one. So... Uh, kudos to her for that. I made the same noise when she double when she did the double bicep flex. I was like, "Whoa! Like <laughs> yeah, those are the biggest biceps on a woman I've ever seen in my life." Just, yeah, it's insane. It was. Now, Kev, I-, I texted you that this sort of thing happened because sometimes you look at a card and you go, "You know, can we just get one knee bar?" But then we get two knee bars <laughs> on the same card, and the weird. Same kind of awkward set of setups, Kev. That is, that's a, that does feel less likely to me. I can't think of another submission that feels less likely to see done in that fashion twice. And you were telling me that it, I don't want to bring up, you know, necessarily everything we talk about off air, but you were telling me that you have been in one of those knee bars before. Yeah, that felt, that feels familiar. I even okay. feel like I was in the gi. Do you pay do you pay five dollars more now that you know that there's two knee bars that went on? Yes. Yeah, got them. Yeah, I agree. Five is fair. Twenty dollars <laughs> and one cent. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the night, Kev might get up to twenty three dollars, fans. So stay tuned. Jimmy Rivera and John Dodson was not a super great fight. Uh John Dodson, you know it's uh not really a great fight. When John Dodson moments after, and I'm not kidding you when I say moments after, there's a little notification that goes up on my Instagram that says he is doing a Instagram live video to talk about the fight two minutes after he got back to the locker room. That usually signifies I disagree. Well, the thing he was saying is he was apologizing for sucking. He said he just didn't get anything going, and I don't disagree with him. It wasn't a super great fight. So, yeah, no. Uh, Abdul Razak Alcine uh, gets a KO punch. Uh, Tatiana Suarez 
was just swarming Carla Esparza, Kev. I I don't know what it's like to have someone just continually punching me in the face, but it doesn't look fun. It didn't look like Carla ever really got the chance to be in the fight, so I felt very bad for her. And when she was overwhelmed, there was a moment when I go, yeah, they could have stopped this anytime they wanted. Tough night for the Esparza yeah, that's- group. In the cage. Right. That's the only note I wrote is Carla Esparza gets KO'd pretty convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad. You know, I part of me wish that you actually wrote that on a typewriter so that you had to <laughs> once you were done, you just like actually take it out all proud <laughs> of the typewriter ribbon and you go, mm, bold, bold statement there, Mike Stallings. Uh again, the uh, Alamein Sterling, Alamein Sterling. It was a great knee bar. That was the second knee bar of the night. Kev, I'm gonna do a solid here. <clears throat> I'm gonna send you guys this um, this head kick that happened, and I need you guys to both understand that there are good head kicks, and then there are fucking like, oh shit, look at that head kick. This was so clean that I felt the need to go ahead and make sure that we're all on the same. Pace. Did you happen to see this one as well, Mike? I'm not sure if you did. Yeah, I've seen it over and over already. It was the yeah, that was by far one of the craziest KOs I've probably ever seen, to tell you the truth. And how I was talking, clean like how clean it was. I was talking about this with somebody today where I felt like it's one of the few times you've ever needed the Mario Brothers you just died sound effect to actually be played as it happened. Because, uh, I mean... Oh, and, yeah, in real time, it would sync up with him how he goes down, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that if there was some way where he could, like, 4D jump in front of the cage while still being in it as he was dying, I thought that would be a little bit, you know... Well, what I, tripped, what I tripped out on was, like, he KO'd him before the follow-through even started. So, Kev, as a reference point, I just sent that over to you. It happens fairly quickly. But, <clears throat> mind you me, this is us trying to put it as delicately as possible because the KO in itself is still a lot of, Oh God, that's a shin. They're fighting. They're fighting. fighting. He's kicking. He's dead. He's dead. (laughs) That guy's dead, right? Is that the, is this why you guys wanted to tell me? You didn't have to show me. Yeah. Kevin, you you don't want to see a dead body. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Oh, I just saw the guy with the JRE shirt. <laughs> How did that <laughs> make it in already? Yeah. <laughs> That's in my notes, too. He dances, and then they show the kids in the Young Buck shirt again. Ouch. <laughs> uh, Kevin, we can also say a few things for the undercard. Um, Diego Sanchez looked very sharp. Friend and of the podcast. I don't think he's a friend of ours. Uh, but... <laughs> Theoretical end of the podcast, Diego Sanchez. I do say it a lot, and now it's just like, oh, I just watched him on Tough, not technically a friend of the podcast. My bad. Is this old school Diego Sanchez, the same guy? Oh, yeah, from the season one of The Ultimate Fighter. Really? Yeah, he's still there, dude. He is the only one still fighting uh, from season one. However, give Golden Boy promotion some time, because don't worry. Tito and Chuck 3 is happening November 24th at the uh, Great. And they actually, hey. somebody, sent this, somebody sent this to me, and I think it was Jevons. And Kev, I'm just going to read you a few names, but Jevons sent me this theoretical card that I think Babalu put up on his uh, Instagram page. And it scared me to the core, Kev, because this Instagram like photo said battle of the living legends okay so of course you've got ortiz versus liddell then elsewhere these are just photos we have no backing i've done no research or journalistic integrity (laughs) we're just talking about it but you also have on this piece of shit peeper it says pen versus shirk belfort versus baroni jardine versus franklin and then it looks like the ghost of Jeff Monsoon versus Tim Sylvia. So my friends, when I tell you that looks scary to me, it does for a number of reasons. I still believe BJ Penn is under UFC contract. 
And I still think there's a lot of jumps of logic. But I think Babalu might have been making his case to uh, try and get on that card. Kev, if that were to be the case, or if it was just somebody's imagination, what are your initial instincts? Can we please just retire to grappling, everybody? Throw your hands up and calm down. Uh, I'm done. I'm done with all the older guy fights. Uh, Yeah. The graps, like how Cain Velasquez going down the performance center, WWE bound, Kevin. You're in the closet about it. Come on. You're in denial. Let's face it. You just said you want them to go over there with your girl. Help me, Rhonda. Help. Help me, Ron. That's your girl. Don't come on. Can we admit it right now, please? We we can. However, we can also say something that's I think more important. And Mike, maybe you can help Kevin understand what they do with legends in the WWE or in the professional wrestling realm. Yeah, they put him in a Hall of Fame. They put him to rest. Was I should have said, but yeah, they put him in a Hall of Fame. They give him, they give him a slick little contract. Give him a little merch on the side, and they tell him to go over to the um, Legends House and shoot a reality show. <laughs> They're way past their prime. Or, Kev, they basically bring them on. Like, last week, The Undertaker made an appearance at Raw, and guess what? Shawn Michaels just happened to be there to create further storylines. So I'm saying, why don't we do that with some of these UFC legends? Because I would much rather see them tell me who they think is going to win a fight and hype a fight and maybe get in the octagon and interview the guys than I ever would to see them fighting in the octagon again. Isn't that what they're kind of doing, though? No. What you, what you kind of just explained, or they're just kind of, you know what I mean? They're not really going to give it, like, they're not in their prime, so they're not. you're not going to get a 100% fight. You know what I mean? Because that whole setup was for The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to maybe fight again. That's correct. It's, so it's a big swerve. So what I'm saying, though, though, is, Kevin, normally the legends themselves are brought out in this capacity. And if they are going to return, like if Shawn Michaels does one more match, it's one more match because he's like, yo, I love retirement. Unlike MMA fighters who are like, hmm, 10 fight contract, you say. (laughs) All right. Uh, I can tell you one person who I'm glad is still fighting, and that's Jim Miller, who picked up a submission rear naked choke win in the first round. Big W. Alex White. So... There are really the fights that deserve your time and attention, everybody. Now, I think it's time we need to get down to the elements of business. So, Kevin, what can you tell me about this week's installment of Over Under Kevin? That this would be the over week for the old Kev Meister. Mm. Ass beating, a shellacking of that head kick variety. It's like, when you say an ass beating, like, how bad are we talking here? I got nine fights right. Okay. Now, nine. how many did Mike get right? Not nine. He got okay. five right. Halfway through that, I was like, is he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. I left five bucks on the dresser table. I really, le- this was good. This was a win. You know, Kev, you really needed this one. It was it was one that was one might actually say that Mike put you over. It, wait, wait. Now I see what's going on here. This is all a ruse the whole fucking time. How dare you tell me like I'm Raph's favorite? You guys fucking this is a setup. This is for your batting average. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listen, I'm not gonna say that I brought you on just as a ringer. Or is it cooler? Yeah, that makes that's a good movie. William H Macy. He's amazing in it, and yep. Alec Baldwin gets an Oscar nomination for being Alec Baldwin. But that's not important, people. The <laughs> important thing here is no, Mike. I did not purposely do it. <clears throat> However, we should commend you, Kevin, for knowing not as much about UFC as you do about pro wrestling. Five isn't that bad. Five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm actually giving my yeah. Okay, now I feel a lot better. After even you try to fucking bury me in your little whack promo right there, that ass. I got kicked in the face with that. Two of I'm them, just saying. Two of them you disagreed with me. So I, I, I'm really <laughs> saying you got three right. But, and you know, up right times. What was the score? Nine to five. Working for a living. And it's, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm so glad they're going to reboot that so that people who listen to this in three years go, oh, yeah, it's a song. 
That's right. Now, Mike, what was the bet? Like, what was it that we settled on last week? Loser stops there podcasting. Was, there was never. There was never. <laughs> I remember it clear uh, as day. Ouch. Kev, I, I would have never signed off on that. Kev, what was, what was the wild that we ended up putting last week? It wasn't one, but you guys are going to give me this mock. What, I guess I have to quit fucking podcasting now. Thank you, sir. No, it's not a loser leaves town match, you idiot. We're not doing that. <laughs> Kevin? Pink slips. I now own his house. I don't think we were doing it for... I don't have a bet written down, which makes me, which makes me worried. And I even named him the Andy Bernard of guests. So you'd think I would have written a name down, a bet. Was, was the bet just for my affection the bet was pride the bet was like show battle lines drawn so you you sound exactly like andy bernard what is that is that was a how was that reference i might as well be jim to raf's pam uh i would watch that version of the office yeah I would let you know. I would get so tired of pranks by episode three. I would be done. I can only stare at the camera. I want to make a big thing here real quick, which is that I don't buy Jim as the new Jack Ryan. It's struggling here, too. He was even tough in that movie 13 Hours that conservative thinks are a documentary about Hillary Clinton's evil. Right. That movie, he it just looks like Jim got caught up contracting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you know that, that to season, to him. You know that season when Jim had to go off to like not Scranton for a little while. It's like, oh, who put my grenade in Jello again? Damn it! <laughs> That's infinitely better. I actually want to watch that show way more now. Um, well, okay. I mean, Mike, I guess you got off easy because really, um, normally we always have some sort of bet. So I guess you just kind of walk off scot-free. Uh, Mike, are there any things that you would like to say to one Kevin Phillips? No, not really. Not anymore <laughs> after he did. No, I really appreciate this, guys. It's uh, You've really um, made me feel like a part of something. That's all I've ever wanted. Um, this was a retirement speech that Kevin was hoping for. It'd be really heartfelt, but kind of just getting going and i appreciate you getting the fire lit kevin because now it's like a fucking vendetta over here i'm really gonna play off the raft now i would kind of appreciate the 50 50 booking that you did today you know what i mean saying my name and his name simultaneously keeping us in but no i i don't have any kayfabe any promos for him i just appreciate you guys bringing me on and making me uh seem like i know what the fuck i'm talking about for once kevin they give out merit badges for everything, even losing. So you could get a merit badge for that based off of your performance on this and last week's podcast. Otherwise, it feels good to be back in the winner's column. So thank you for stopping by my ego, my pride. And, and wait, is that that might be a Brian McNeil song? It my might be. My <laughs> ego, my pride. Either way. Feeling great about, uh, you know, just being the the dominant podcast co-host. Thanks, Mike. That's all I got, Raph. Well, I want to thank you for your slow clap. That's very necessary. It makes for great radio as well. Um, I want to make sure that we, we emphasize this enough, which is <clears throat> Kevin said that there's a losing merit badge as an actual Eagle Scout. I just want to make sure we know there is no losing merit badge everybody there probably is now with everyone in their participation (laughs) trophy generation it's like stewart's a great listener and mike got one for shitty picks suck it (laughs) so when are we doing a paper where you come off for a pay-per-view and you try to pick against me for uh booking for the the grabs yeah Ooh, that's actually a good idea kev i think you do need a guest on the other show um all right what a fun reason to uh drop some acid and watch a pro wrestling show you Wait, will I find mean, it's i'll edit that part out to watch a pro wrestling show <laughs> there you go hey listen if snoop dog can get away with knowing nothing 
and still be beloved. Why not Kevin Phillips? No, we should do something like the May Young Classic to where I don't know who's who anyway, too. Not to where I'm like familiar with the storylines and basically I'm just going to just fuck over Kevin just to do it. I mean, that would be fun. That sounded yeah. a lot. It's not a terrible idea to have Kevin book out More. what he thinks is going to happen because it could be very entertaining to see how he's like, well, I think it's going to be a false finish on this one. Clearly. We're going to like, be a great punishment to make Kevin write a week's worth of storylines. I don't know. You'd want to see it. <laughs> I've read yeah. some of the storylines Kevin has written for UFC and it's, let me just say this. When you get to UFC undisputed, you don't want to play career mode with Kevin. <laughs> 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 he just turns himself into Dana White. It's F this. Dummies here. I'm ready. <laughs> um, well, let's do this. Mike, we want to say thank you so much for coming on the show this week. It has been uh, a pleasure to host you back. You know, you're a welcome presence here as part of, you know, uh, being on the sister show to this. And it's nice when you guys can do these. Crossover episodes are important, people. You know, the Flintstones and Jetsons live in two separate universes until you bring them together. And it's kind of what we just did here. So before we get you on out of here, Mike, where should people go if they want to hear more out of you? Um, they should come into my restaurant and come let me wait on them so I can make some. No, at the Real Hill section over at RafaSparza.com. What do you know? And uh, I still haven't learned how to do this Twitter thing. Am I kind of behind the times? You are. It is important that now we do that Now you're ahead one. of the times. Now you're good. The real whole section at Twitter. Uh, follow me at mstalls7x. Uh, find me on Facebook. I don't have Instagram. Um, I just basically piggyback off you, and I'm not a, <laughs> not afraid to fucking admit it. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> fine with it at this point, but it is what it is. But, yeah, like I said, I can feel this uh, confidence coming out of here. It's always during the end of it where I get going, and uh, appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Stallings. Too sweet, man. First day of football, we have a fantasy league sort of in the mix, and it's time for some shout-outs, which makes me upset because your shout-outs are going to be so much better than mine, only because Mm -hmm. of the two suckers you saw in Vegas. So we'll just let you – I'll just start. My shout-out yeah. is to your drafting of fantasy football rules. It's a way more enjoyable experience than most <laughs> people can imagine. 30 minutes, it's done. It's scheduled. You arrive. I know about his crazy point system, so we're good. So nice shout-out to your uh, expeditious drafting policies. I love the fact that you hated the rules for years. You were not quiet about Still it. Still hate the rules. No, 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 no. But now you love it because it always means somebody doesn't know what the rules are and that you're in. That part is nice. Yeah, people will be like running back, running back. It's like, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and the fun part is, is you know that like one of the rules for Groundhog Day is if the groundhog sees its shadow that you get apparently more winter stuff like that right the same thing happens every year as a good luck charm to all the rest of us who know we will actually win when kevin goes my team's gonna destroy everybody this year see you losers later and then you go ah yes it's been 10 years of kevin not winning except just once Uh, all the rest of us have won multiple times but that's fine fresh off winning last year so just as no you know kevin i wanted to let you know this in a nice way reign of champion we all let you win last year, so <laughs> you're welcome. There was a huge conspiracy. Yep. I appreciated it. Well, then shout out to last year's team for letting me dominate them <laughs> so profoundly. <laughs> there is a lot to be thankful for as the fall kicks in. Shout out to my uh, mom's side of the family. We lost another cousin, Bobby, a Marine, uh, crazy conservative, but, you know, good kind of, well, family crazy, so tolerable. Love that guy. Tough times in terms of some sickness that hit him. So, you know, went out on his terms, which is stayed strong and eating crab till the end, which is nice. Lived out in North Carolina. Massive shout outs to the family because it's, uh, it's sad when you, you lose people that you like and you love and part of the fam. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Well, Kevin, my condolences to you. Um, I think it's interesting, though, that. 
when you lose somebody, you're just kind of like, I mean, they were a crazy concern. Guys, I've got to speak the truth. And we just, uh, he and I butted heads in a lovely way. Not in a, oh. he, I think you would want it said. I think he was that, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> um, I want to say this. If you guys haven't gotten the chance, go to, um, I believe it is gentleartmagazine.com. There's a great story on Bree Stickleman. Uh, Bree Stick is a very, very solid individual who is representing Team America. And by the way, our good friend Johnny Morgan ended up taking gold over there at the UWW Grappling Worlds. We had an assortment of friends. It was um, Luis. We had uh, Steven. We had Bree. We had Maya. Just like a number of individuals who went out there to represent proudly for the team. So I look forward to hearing even more about it. I tried to watch a little bit of it, but it was on at like 1 to 2 or 3 a.m. And that was the moment when I go, I should probably get some sleep. Yeah. But it was nice to see it. Like, uh, oh, and Kev, I don't know if we even talked about this, but apparently, did you know that um, Paul Meow, um, still oh, under suspension, yeah, I saw that. They, were, they had to like go up to him. And I didn't know how to fall exactly on this one, but they went up to him after he had his first match and go, hey, dude, um, oh, hey, love your grappling. Love it. But, um,. Are you still suspended by that American thing? Because that applies here too. Head on over to High Rollers. They're grappling right <laughs> now, but they don't care. Exactly. So there's that stuff as well. But anyway, props to them. While we get props to Valley Martial Arts Center, VMAC. I will see you guys back here this week. I'm looking very forward to teaching you some of the stuff I learned while in Vegas. Some very cool stuff. And again, like I said, guys, I'm not saying I'm going to do it or it's going to happen or that I'm even thinking about really doing it. But there could be an open map before EBI. I'm thinking maybe 12 to 3 over at Valley Martial Arts Center. I can't say it for sure. I'm just saying maybe, most likely, could happen September 29th. So mark a calendar for that one. And uh, let's give a big shout out to our good friends over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu. Great to see those guys. They just got back, I think, from doing some nonsense, probably training some more special. Uh, I think they just did a seminar over at uh, up in NorCal. They were doing some Wim Hof sort of stuff today. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m., Tuesday, Thursday at 1130 and a nice special shout out to our good friends over at 10th Planet Van Nuys. Went back to go over train with them this morning, and it was amazing. They had some great wrestling classes going on, as well as a good competition class run by our good friend, Senor Mike Frosto. And you know, Kev, um, again, our just big thanks to Paul and to Marshall. It's very nice when we get the opportunity to go and hang out with those guys and you know, they live in different parts of the world. Everybody's busy and doing their things. And I have a big appreciation for them coming out as well as Karis to come have dinner with me and my wife. It was super fun. And, um, you know, it's just nice to nerd out on both jujitsu and non jujitsu things. And I'm glad to see they're both doing well. So that's what I got for you guys this week. Hey, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...